Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good evening, Razorback fans. Welcome to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast, part of the Believe and Buzz Radio Networks, where you can hear us on 106.7 in Central Arkansas. I'm your host, Porter Hayes, and always alongside me is Adam Hall, and we are brought to you by Arkansas Brewing Company and Downtown Ozark, as always, inside the Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios, and also part of Bed Online. Adam, we're just going to get right to it. Um... I don't even really – I guess we could talk about the game, but I don't want to talk about the game because we, we got bigger fish to fry. We got bigger things to even discuss opposed to this embarrassing showing, embarrassing loss. Um, a lot of – and, again, after the, the game, it was, what are you going to do for your momentum coming into next season? And the answer was, I don't know. This is a man that last week was given a second chance. And then you come into your post-game press conference and you say, I don't know. Look, I'm sorry, but I don't think it's too late to recant what you said. And you know what? I know there will be a lot of people who would give Hunter your check crap for it. But if, if, you know, I posted out there, look, you had a second chance where you should have showed something against Mississippi State game. 7-3 loss. You could have showed something after you beat Florida, come into the Auburn game, drubbing. You beat FIU, and then you were given your job. It's almost like Brett Bielema after a 6-6 six and six beating a 6-6 six six Texas team. Hey, let's give, you, let's give you an extended contract. Well, they gave him an extra year, and guess what? The next week they come out and get just drug, embarrassed by Missouri. Granted, Missouri was a top-10 team. They're very good, but... To not show anything, and then after the game, I don't know. I mean, what does that tell you? Well, I mean, that was probably the 10th plus time. I mean, I know it had to be more than 10 times that I don't know was the answer. But coming into, you know, last game just into ended, there's a lot of speculation on what's going to happen when it comes to OCs, when it comes to head coaching hires around the league. Um, and I mean, I don't I, – I get you might have been pissed off or frustrated at the way the game turned out. But, um, yeah, I don't know was not the right answer. And who knows what, what it will change come, you know, the next press conference. We'll see. Um, but as a Arkansas fan to sit there and listen to I don't know, I mean, it kind of – it makes you even more mad after getting embarrassed – on national television Mm -hmm. like that because then you're like, well, great. We just got, you know, our butts handed to us and now we've got our coach up here again saying that he doesn't know. And yeah, we, you know, just said we're rolling with Pittman. He's getting, he's going to stay his, you know, another year and this is what we get. Sam Pittman has said, I don't know more times than Arkansas have scored touchdowns inside the Razorback Stadium this year. That's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Something just popped in my head. I mean, if that doesn't tell you, you know, you're the head coach for a reason. You're the, you're the head guy. And, and somebody was talking about um, Kennedy, uh, you know, how does he still have a job? But it's like, 
you know, NIL, you know, money. NIL, you can't throw NIL money. It, it's like throwing crap on a brownie, you know, or throwing crap on a sugar on crap and calling it a brownie. I was trying to word that without cussing because I do want to put this on the radio. So, mm. so just, you know, it, it's very frustrating going. It was frustrating last week. You know, it was frustrating that, and I don't know who's behind this. Because the fact that if if Sam Pittman would spend more time trying to be good at being a head coach rather than trying to keep his job, this would be a totally different team. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's you know you sit back and wonder and you know look at the past few years and you know he had former head coach and Barry Odom whom he was. Everybody knows, you know, they took their daily morning walks together. He could pick his brain. He could this, he could that. And, I mean, is this just showing that he now doesn't have somebody there to bounce ideas deals off, to talk to about these things that's been on this level in the SEC uh, before? I mean, I just don't get it. it I mean, the, the saying I don't know this much – when you're the head coach of an SEC team, let alone if you're the head coach of a high school team, mm-hmm. I mean, you're expected to have some sort of other answer than I don't know. You know, I look at the, the you know, you always hear I don't know from the, the people who are guilty, the kids that are in trouble, the this, the that. Like, you know what's going on. You just don't want to say it. And maybe it's you don't want to take the heat for saying it. But at this point, it's are you going to take heat for – out and out just saying what's wrong or are you going to take more heat for answering the same way every single time it's it's the like i was thinking when you're talking it's almost like we watch survivor mm-hmm. and you know you're just trying to deflect and get other people voted off the island you're trying to deflect and get other people voted out and not get your hands dirty and, and not get well, you're running out of targets. You're, you're, you're running out of people because you, you forget Odom. Look what Odom's done at UNLV. And, and I, I will give that, uh, you know, we can't. Yes, it's defensive coordinator head coach. That's an upgrade, and he has turned that program around. I mean, yes, browse to TCU. I know there's a lot of TCU fans that are kicking themselves in the butt, and they want him gone, but – you know, now it, it was the Enos. It was Enos's problem. Then Cody Kennedy, it was his problem. Well, wh- where's all these 20-mile-per-hour runners? Where's all these 500-pound squatters? You know, the strength and conditioning coach was just talking about and praising how bigger, faster, and stronger this team was, and you're getting bullied. Mm-hmm. You're getting beat. Uh, there was so many times that offensive lineman was just trying to pick himself up off the ground. And, and quarterbacks are getting killed, and we're talking about and it's funny, and I'm not going to try to bring up an old hash or whatever, but we're talking about recruits. What quarterback is going to come to Arkansas when they see your starting quarterback get hurt and then your second string getting killed because your offensive line just lets guys olay? Mm-hmm. That's going to scare way more recruits than anything, watching this pathetic showing that we've seen against Missouri. But it's it's our fault. It's It's the media and the fans that are – that you want us to be okay in sunshine pump and say, hey, we're always next year. We're not Dallas Cowboy fans. You know, this ain't the Dallas Cowboys. This is Arkansas Razorbacks, and there's expectations. 
And if you're not living up to those expectations, it's funny. Fans want expectations of their team, but they don't want anybody to criticize the team when they don't meet said expectations. Mm -hmm. No, I wholeheartedly agree. And I was looking at, you know, there's obviously been a lot of talk with Guyton um, replacing Enos. And I saw a post and I forget where it came from, but, um, you know, our, our yards per game, in Guyton's games versus Enos has gone up by about 60 yards per game. Time of possession is down two to three minutes. Um, the points per game is less than a point more under Guyton. And we have these blowout losses under Guyton. You know, it's one of those things that you can't really say that Enos was the issue now that Guyton's, you know, had his four games or whatever it is. And we've still kind of had the same results minus, you know, we, we played all of our road, road games pretty well, whether we won it, you know, beating Florida, yeah. going to uh, over <clears throat> with LSU to the wire with Alabama. I mean, it's, they've been, the, the road games have been better for Arkansas than home games have been, but you know, the, the offense didn't drastically improve, you know, everybody was ready to give guy the keys after the Florida mm-hmm. win which I get it, yeah. knee-jerk reactions. We all did it. I did it. You did I mean, mm-hmm. but now, okay, four games in, he was, you know, auditioning, and two of those four games, you got absolutely blown out. To me on the Guyton thing, it wasn't <clears throat> just the win. It had it, it was an 80-20 split. 20% was the win. 80% is I seen how the players were gathering around mm-hmm. him. They were celebrating with him. They were taking to him. You could see a new fire. But time and time again – we get into the peanuts hoax, and maybe this time we'll get to kick the football, and she rips it out, and, and we fall flat on her back. I want to bring up this scenario right here. When is it socially acceptable to start criticizing Hunter Urchick? In the end, doesn't it all fall on him? No. Look at Texas A&M. Reports were out there that Stoops was the coach. It was set. He was going to fly to A&M, and they were going to be the coach, but – it did not get approved, and now they're already hiring a new coach. And you wonder how much did Jimmy Sexton have to do with that, being yeah. Stoops' agent. Mm-hmm. You know, just whether it's misinformation, whether it's this, whether it's that that was coming out last night. Um, you know, it's just you look back at, who you know, the agents of some of these guys that these reports come from, and it's, you know, usual suspects. And another one right here. If Hunter can't take the challenge, he needs to go. Look. Even even the AD has people to answer to. <clears throat> is is he going to pony up the eleven million or sixteen million out of his pocket to get rid of a coach? I mean, you got guys that are willing to pony up and pay for Gus Malzahn to come here. You got donors and boosters that are willing to bring in a guy that almost, I mean, hearsay used you for leverage to get another year at Auburn. I believe it was because they beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. That got him another year. But there was, I mean, a lot of people were saying, ink on paper, Gus Malzahn's going to be your new coach. And then all of a sudden he flipped script and he's still at Auburn. Now he's, you know, in UCF. But the, the fact of the matter is, so, and this is the only way, only scenario I will vouch for Pittman. You look at it at a head coach position, and I'll bring up, my school into this. Look look at the dominance that since your coordinators have left 
aka Brent Venables and Tony Elliott, you're, you're turning, you know, elite, elite at the time program, two national championships in three years, they both leave, and now you're happy to get eight, nine wins, ten wins. What if you, but you got to bring in a killer offensive coordinator, you got to bring in a killer defensive coordinator to fill those voids. I don't know if Guyton is the person, but, and that with that being said, I'm not saying he isn't. I want to see a better offensive line before I'm ready to say anything because we talk about what Guyton's done, but again, look what the offensive line has done. If we've had even a mediocre or a C-grade offensive line, this is a whole different team. This is a whole different ballgame. Receivers can get separation. Running backs can get more yards. I mean, it's pretty sad when one guy had more rushing rushing yards in a game than Rocket Sanders had all season. Mm-hmm. Oh, and mind you, that guy is a former D2 running back. Mm-hmm. So I guess some schools can evaluate talent a little bit better because, you know, that's one thing I, uh, I just kept beating into my head is our evaluation or the t- Arkansas's evaluation of talent um, with the transfer portal with D2 athletes. And I'm not trying to knock Tesla or Armstrong, but – you know, we just heard about their speed and their this and their that, and we just didn't really see it this season. But then to see Schrader come in and absolutely destroy us on the ground was, you know, a bit disheartening. And back to Kennedy, you know, I I, I know a lot of people probably expected um, him to potentially be terminated this weekend. I thought that if it's going to happen, it's going to happen after they named the O.C., and rather than say Pittman firing him, the OC is going to bring in his guy, or however they want to spin it. Is that not cowardly though? It is one hundred percent. That is being a coward. Like you know uh, that. And that right there, if you can't tell a guy he needs to go, you and and I want to bring up the the Odom situation, the Browse situation, and not the Browse because I think Hunter Yurchek made that call after the second time he tried to. To, to pull pull a stunt on on Hunter Yurchek and Sam Pittman to get get a raise or what you say, but mm-hmm. let let's go with the Odom. That was the first guy that Pittman called. That was the closest guy. All right, he had to basically it come to him or Odom, and he basically was like, okay, now that my back's against the wall, I'll let you go. Same situation with Enos. Not saying Enos is not the problem. This is not what we're saying here. Or I'm saying here right now. I'm saying. You're you're like a hyena. You're like a coward. If if you get coward into a corner and then you're like choose. Oh, okay, you've got to go. If you're clearly knowing that your offensive line has been your biggest problem, you have to part ways with your offensive line coach. But if you're waiting for the new OC to come in for him to make that decision to bring in guys, that's being a coward. Mm-hmm. That I'm sorry when you said that I, I just it no, hit no. a nerve with me because it's just like you're supposed to make those decisions if you're allowing people underneath you to make your big boy decisions when you're getting paid the millions and then you know when somebody questions you on someone Biddy questions you on a, a problem you just eh next question I'm like no no you don't get to do that this is your fourth year in the SEC. You, and, and somebody brought it. Oh, I was looking at our Twitter right quick, and somebody said, how many times over the past two years has he said we got out physical? You know, mm-hmm. we got out physical up front. We got out physical up front. Well, that's your strength and conditioning coach. 
I mean, you could it's you could use out physical, out coached, and now I don't know. Yeah. This is three reasons most of the time whenever it comes you know to when things are in question. Um, I expected, well, I ex- I guess I expected today to maybe hear more guys, not even just at Arkansas, just across the board hitting the portal. But I think some of that's probably going to wait for this coming week. Um, I mean, we can all you know, wait, speculate, whatever. I'm just waiting for it to actually happen. Um, I think that you'll see, I think you'll really see uh, what's going to happen with Kennedy when we look at uh, the offensive line on those guys, if they're transferring, if they're staying, whatever the case may be. Um, Because I don't, I, I think the players, especially the offensive line are, here for Sam Pittman. I mean, like you and I texted the other night with uh, Joseph Braun coming out, you know, uh, with his tweet stating that, you know, Pittman was the guy for this job. And like you said, I mean, he's an offensive lineman. He's offensive line guy. He's offensive line coach, whatever. <clears throat> and so I, I think they're pro Sam Pittman. I don't necessarily think they are pro Cody Kennedy. Well, and, and here's the deal too. Look, we're, 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 that's where we're talking about young men. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's their head coach. That that's like a father figure to them. Are, are you? I mean, and I'm not saying that I don't take his opinion lightly. Mm-hmm. But yet, you're you're so if that's your boss, you're supposed to say that. Like you know, behind closed doors, or or once he's gone, if you want to relay how you really feel to your people or whatever, don't go on social media after he's gone. And now we almost start battering the guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that's somebody that's rallying. You know, people were saying, well, transferring's not an option. And, you know, Jacoby Criswell was saying, hey, look, this won't happen again. I mean, that's guys stepping up to the plate. You know, and so when a teammate says that, it's like a teammate saying that you want him and then you have other teammates that are saying you don't want him. I mean, that's either people that is just really that fed up with it. But I take both sides equally, like, Mm-hmm. You you want them to step up for it. So I don't really take too much from that of the overall big picture of he's going to play because, again, you everybody was screaming for Enos to be fired. You give the guy the job, you beat Florida, and you're like, all right, here we go. Man, the team's really playing hard for him. Let's go back home and play one of the worst teams in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And you just get boat raced. And then the next week, they end up getting beat by New Mexico State. Let's take the Alabama game out of it because that's a rivalry game. That that it don't, Auburn be zero and ten, and you see how that game, you know, played mm-hmm. out. I mean that that is the Iron Bowl. That that Michigan Ohio State are the top two rivalries. I'd put them at one A and one B when I rank my rivalries of the college football. So mm-hmm. they're always going to play it for those games. Things happen. I mean. You, you see the craziness that happened in that game where both sides could have easily won that game and then the Hail Mary at the end and a guy just sitting there just basically let the guy get behind him and catch the ball, which baffles the crap out of me on how you allow that to happen, you know, so. Yeah, and I know, like, you know, Snacks was one of the ones that tweeted out the transferring wasn't an option, and I went and looked at, you know, some of the guys that um, have transferred before, Um or that have used all their eligibility. And, you know, he's one of them. He, you know, transferred from a D1 school. So he could transfer down to a lower level and play immediately. 
I mean, he can't transfer without sitting somewhere. So, I mean, it's stay here or try your, you know, try out the NFL draft and see what happens. So, you know, that's the, and I'm not saying that he meant anything by like, he was wanting to, you know, pack up and go, but you know, there's, it, it really, it truly is not an option for some guys. I mean, it's either stay put or try your luck at the NFL draft. Yeah, and we'll see all that the next coming weeks. I think somebody put out their exit interviews will be this week. So, again, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see with all the changes that are going to happen. It's going to be a crazy – we've seen, you know, with what's happened with the Texas A&M issue, and, and uh, it went from uh, Stoops to Elko, and then uh, I believe uh, Mississippi State got the OC at OU. Uh, what mm-hmm. was it? What's his last name again? Jeff Lebby. Jeff Lebby. So, the, the things are going to be – Really, the ball is going to be rolling. But I want to bring – before we hit a break, I want to transition the end of this segment into the next segment because we're going to talk about the OC position, ending this with a name. And then when we come back, we're, we're going to talk about another name. But I was really interested to see that UNLV's OC was at interested for the job or a name. And before we go to break, like I want your opinion, and I'll give mine, but – what does that say about maybe the relationship between Sam and Barry that, you know, if he does come, maybe if, if Barry Odom's giving him, I wouldn't say the, um, the blessing, but if he's putting in a good word for Sam Pittman, hey, that's a school where you could go to because I'm sure that that has been a topic. If you're a name, hey, look, I'm just, you know, seeing how things are going to play out. So did he give him a good word? What does that say about their relationship, how things ended moving forward, if he doesn't become the OC? Um, you know, I hadn't really thought a whole lot about that part of it. Um, but you know that there's had to have been some conversation. We don't also know what any kind of contact between Arkansas and um Brendan Marion, uh, I haven't seen any of, but you know, you, you know that he's gone to him to ask him, you know, what's it like here? What's Sam Pittman like? What, what the program is like? Um, you know, Barry didn't leave with a bad taste in his mouth. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, the defense was what it was, um, at the end of his tenure. Um, uh, but at the same time, I, I don't feel like there's any ill will there. Um, Barry Odoms have been around long enough to know, you know, what going from a school like UNLV to the SEC could do for somebody's career. So, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything um, really negative in that aspect that would would have or could have been said. Yeah, and that's that's my my thought on it too, and that does really say something about the character of Sam Pippen. We, look, we could sit here and talk about, just because we say he might not be the right guy for this coaching job or he doesn't have it as a head coach, it has nothing to do with his personal life, it has nothing to do with his character, has nothing to do with his relationships, you know. But the only way I see this thing going in Sam Pittman's favor is if somebody comes in that can move the ball, utilize your talent, Look at UNLV. I mean, look at Memphis. Look at some of these teams that's got, that has similar talent as Arkansas does, similar schedules as Arkansas does. Yeah, it was it was a brutal stretch between the, the LSU game and the Alabama and the Ole Miss game. But 
you should have won at least six or seven of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't have lost the BYU game. You shouldn't have lost the Mississippi State game. You shouldn't have lost the Auburn game. Missouri game, yeah, probably. I mean, they just caught fire, and they were, you know, the hot team. And and kudos to them, and I said it beforehand. You've not heard me say anything. I went on a Missouri podcast last week, and we uh, until we get the upper hand on that, we can't say anything. Not, one win's not going to do it. Two wins is not going to do it. We're going to have to reel off three. And, and, and the more times Missouri beats us, the bigger the hole we're digging ourselves in of – it's going to take three to four times of winning this thing, maybe three out of five years or four out of six years before we can finally start talking about Missouri. Until mm-hmm. then, we can't say anything. When it comes to football, we can't say anything about the football program. But I just thought it was an interesting tidbit that he was a candidate knowing how things you know, went down. So hopefully that means you know somebody does trust that they can go work underneath him but the, Pittman's going to have to give him full control of the offense. And, again, that offensive line's got to change. you got to change something on how you block up front. Or They already got a, a portal guy uh, transferred in. So, But we're mm-hmm. going to take a quick break. When we come back from break, I'm going to throw out a scenario to you that was brought up on Best of Arkansas Sports by Evan Demerol, Um a name – and we've talked about him before as maybe the head coach. People are still wanting possibly for him to come back. But the thought of Bobby Petrino coming back as the OC, and we'll talk about that after the break. Attention DOIers and home improvement enthusiasts. Are you searching for the right tools and the supplies to tackle your next project? Look no further than Mentors Hardware Store. With locations in Ozark, Alma, and Clarksville, our vast selection of hardware and building materials is sure to have everything you need. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or building a new deck, most of our knowledgeable staff is always on hand to offer expert advice and guidance. And with our competitive prices and convenient online ordering, Metro's Hardware Store is your one-stop shop for all your DIY needs. Visit us today and let's build something amazing together. Are you in need of legal representation? Look no further than the law offices of Robertson, Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson. As the oldest law firm in the River Valley, we have been serving our clients for over 100 years with locations in Ozark, Fort Smith, and Springfield. Our experienced team of attorneys provide expert guidance and advocacy in a wide range of legal areas, including personal injury, family law, criminal defense, and more. Trust in our history and experience to get the results you deserve. Contact the law offices of Robertson Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson today at 479-782-8813. That's 479-782-8813. Are you looking for a place to grab a cold drink and some delicious food? Look no further than Arkansas Brewing Company. Located at 201 South 1st Street in beautiful downtown Ozark, our establishment offers a wide selection of craft beers and tasty eats. But what sets us apart is our welcoming atmosphere and friendly staff. At Arkansas Brewing Company, you'll always feel like part of the family. So visit Destiny and Christopher Brockett and staff today and see for yourself what makes us the go-to spot for locals and visitors alike. Arkansas Brewing Company, come for the drinks and stay for the friends. Searching for premium brewery products that will take your daily routine to the next level? Look no further than Sterling Soap Company. Our handmade soaps, aftershaves, and balms are made with only the finest ingredients that give you the ultimate grooming experience. With a variety of scents to choose from, there's something for everyone. 
Plus, our products are crafted in small batches to ensure the highest level of quality. So why wait? Visit www.sterlingsoap.com or visit our retail store at 16 West Walnut Street in Paris, Arkansas. Shop our collection and discover the difference for yourself. Upgrade your grooming routine with Sterling Soap Company. And we want to welcome you back to the Hog Talk podcast. And before the break, we kind of teased that uh, we're, we're transitioning from, you know, the thought of Marion from uh, UNLV to be the OC. But there, there's been a lot of buzz, and he's been buzzed every time there's a coaching position come open, whether it's OC, head coach. But Bobby Petrino's name has, has been uh, brought up again, and Andrew Hutchison wrote an article today on Best of Arkansas Sports laying out the legalities of, because there's a lot of people that have said that legally the U of A can't hire Bobby Petrino back. But in reality, they could. It, it, it would take a moving of the mountains, but they would have to make an exception of the rule that because of what happened, this, the policy that was adopted a year after his firing the U of A's Office of General Counsel said that would still apply to him contrary to what some fans have posted on social media. However, the policy does leave open the possibility of an exception, but it required the approval of the UA system president, Dr. Donald R. Bobbitt. That'd be a lot of work and effort for someone who would dredge up one of the school's most embarrassing moments and put it back in the spotlight. But I want to throw the question to you. Would, would moving those mountains be worth having a guy like Bobby Petrino come back to Arkansas? No. Um, I just think it's going to cause – it already comes up every year, and I feel like it's going to take um, maybe your check or somebody just coming out and flat out saying, no, it's not going to happen. You know, I know it's the never say never on a lot of things, but – at the same time, I think that that's what it's going to take to get fans to stop bringing it up. I don't think it's going to happen, um, nor do I think it will ever happen. Um, I'm just in that mindset of stop trying to bring back former coaches um, and just move on from them. I think all it is is drama that gets in the way of other things. And it's I'm yeah am on the same side as you are of it, but it's like okay. He's been gone a long time from Arkansas. But Sam Pittman even said, it's going to take somebody who knows Arkansas to turn this thing around. It's going to take somebody that knows Arkansas to come in and, and really take over this program and an OC. And I'm looking at this list that, that Andrew Hutchison put together and there's really one name that, when it comes to that, Barry Lunny Jr., that's another name. He's Illinois' OC. I don't know how much you put emphasis in being an OC in the Big Ten and putting up 24.5 points per game, which puts you in a tie for 84th in the FBS. But that would be an Arkansas guy, a guy who knows this program. But, again... How much bad taste is it that he wasn't offered the job when he ended up leaving? I mean, you know, is, is that bridge burnt? Or do you think that he would pique interest at coming back to Arkansas as the OC? 
No. Um, I think that when it gets down to it, that if he were to ever come back to Arkansas, it would need to, for him, need to be in a head coaching capacity. Yeah. Um, if he gets to that point of his career. I just, I think with the way things ended, um, bringing in Pittman, uh, it just, I don't think that that is on the, in the cards to happen, but that's just my opinion. And even um, if it was, even if it was, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you're good. going along the same way, even if it was a, Hey, OC coming into transitioning it, say things just kind of don't pan out next year, transitioning it from an OC, like an OC, OC at head coach kind of deal where say Sam does get low, let go at the end of next year, he, he gets that would be one of the stipulations. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's always possible. I, I think that there is a spot that, and, you know, Pittman said he wants somebody that has the emphasis on running and things like that. I just – I don't think that Pittman would pull the guy that essentially he got the job over to come back. Yeah. I just can't see that happening. It's funny, you know, a lot of people are, you know – I'll just put this up just for context, just for saying Chad Pitt says, tired of hearing his name. You know, I'm kind of tired of, well, it has to be an Arkansas guy or somebody who knows Arkansas. We want somebody to come in and win. Who cares about if you know the state of Arkansas? You know, what are you really gaining by knowing the state of Arkansas? Look at Hunter Urchek. He didn't know Arkansas when he came here. And I just think his hands are tied. I don't put, again, I don't put any on this yet uh, in, in the, hands of Honey Urchick because I really think his hands are tied. He's kept quiet about this whole thing. He, he's a tight lip. His circle is locked in. Like, there's no mm-hmm. – it, it's ironclad. So, and we've seen that with his hires. All the hires. I don't know how many people had Eric Musselman on his radar before it was mm-hmm. really, truly, he was the guy. I don't know how many people had Sam Pittman on his radar of guys that he had come in until it was time to kind of hire the guy. And this is coming from guys like Andrew Hutchison, Trey Biddy, and those guys. I, I just – I want to see more before I'm really able to say. But an AD, like I said, he has to answer to the board of trustees. He has to answer to the president. He has to answer to the people that are going to put up the money for the buyouts. He's going to have to – you know, hey, look, we've only got this much in our budget for a head coach, and we're going to look for, you know, like they're wanting to, like Sam Pittman, you know, put in there. Uh, you know, we're going to throw money at NIL. Well, to me, that was just as long as it's not me, put the money elsewhere. But I don't think it, throwing money at the NIL is going to solve your problems when you can't prove that you can win with what you've got. Now, if this was a winning program, if – let, let's say you're a seven, eight win team, right? And you're trying to get to that nine, 10 status, or you're trying to get up there and compete for the SEC West or compete for the SEC championship. Then I would say that's where NIL comes in. You can't just throw, you throw money on a fire and it's just going to flame out, right? Well, and people keep you like, I, you know, there's the, I guess the NIL and transfer portal are always going to be those scapegoats for people for their, you know, reasoning behind a lot of things. And yes, they do make a difference in some aspects and do make a lot of decisions for some players, but you know, on three has their um, like daily updated NIL valuations on their, on their site. And I went through it um, a couple of days ago and 
you know, you would think that as much as we hear, you know, about KJ and um, I've, I've, I've seen the comments before the people saying that the offensive line is just like jealous of, you know, his new Corvette or his this or his that, you know, coming back to like the NIL stuff, um, which I think is asinine because you're telling me you're going to jeopardize your future in the NFL over jealousy yeah. over something like that. It's just hard for me to believe, but uh, there is not one player um, on Arkansas's team, KJ included, that is in the top 100 of NIL valuations. Uh, Missouri has two or three. Um, it may have just been two. I think Burden was around 45th yeah. in the country in NIL valuations. So, I mean, it, it right now just seems like that, you know, they're not, they're not spending it. Now, of course, that could be different because I've seen other sites say that Arkansas was like in the top, I forget what, but, you know, the top upper echelon in like total NIL um, campaigns. But then I look at the top 100 players and you don't have one person in it. It yeah, just it doesn't make a whole lot of Flagship's sense. Flagship's done a really good job of, of trying to get all the players paid. Like, but mm-hmm. again, you know, I put it out there like, I, and this is not a dig at NIL. This is not. I, I've been from the get go. I've been an advocate of NIL. I think players should be getting paid. But I also compared it to the land rush of an Oklahoma. Like when this first come out, people were going to throw millions and millions at these players or hundreds of thousands of dollars at these players. Then when they start revealing the the ROI, you know, what what are they getting back? Um, how many of these players that come in don't produce or they, they're they sitting out, uh, they're mm-hmm. not playing? I mean, I'll bring up Angel Reese just for a comparison. She's one of the biggest NIL names out there and isn't on the team or, or isn't a part of dressing out with the team. I mean, she is mm-hmm. still a part of the team per Kim Mulkey, but she didn't go to the Cayman Islands. So, you know, what, what happens when, hey, look, NIL, but – why isn't she out on the court? You know, what, what's going to happen when, you know, just let, let's put Rocket Sanders out there for instance. Yes, granted, he got injured, and and I know he couldn't help that. It's an injury. Things happen. But how much NIL money was he getting, and he's not on the field? You know, so a lot of that is, well, we're, we're throwing in all this money for this NIL, but what are we getting back? Who's going to come in and invest? You, you go to these investors and you're like, we promise that if we throw this money at X, Y, and Z, we're going to promise you. I mean, so what are you promising in the SEC? You can't guarantee eight to ten wins in the SEC. You can't do that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just don't think that. And also, I'm a big advocate of I think that you deserve the NIL money. Like you have to play and be the star of a team. You mm-hmm. have to be like a K.J. Jefferson. I'm sorry. I know some he, – he's statistically one of the best – he is statistically the best quarterback that's played at Arkansas. I'm not saying he is the best quarterback, but statistically. But he's put this team on his back, and he could have transferred, but he stayed here and fought to – you know, probably played his last game in Arkansas and got injured in it. But So that's where that NIL for the player side of it – look, I'm – giving my all out there and my offensive line can't block for me and I'm getting killed out there. Yeah, I deserve a X amount of dollars. We're playing the SEC. 
when it's like, I think Utah um, did it a smart thing for their team. You know, they got with the car dealership and all 85 players got Dodge Rams. Yeah. All 85 scholarship players. And in that, I mean, they're essentially leases. Mm-hmm. And once they lose eligibility or transfer, they give the car back. Yep. And, you know, it's like one of those things when Spencer Rattler went from Oklahoma to uh, <laughs> South Carolina. You know, yeah. I know he, had, he had some car deals in Oklahoma, like got a truck, this and that. And then that's the first thing he, he got. got he got a Mercedes Benz in South Carolina. And he threw oh, for yeah. 100 yards again. Sorry, I had to bring. <laughs> no, you're good. But he, but on the lines of bigger NIL deals, and why Spencer Rattler is up there uh, in the higher NIL valuations of players, whether you like it or not. Um, you know, he had that deal at OU. I haven't seen it carry over to to South Carolina, but I mean, he was in some champs ads on social media that yeah. he got when he came to Oklahoma. So those are some things. Like I, I love it for like the local restaurants and the other because honestly like sassy's does a great job with arkansas players when it comes to promoting them them promoting uh barbecue yeah there's tons of posts by them and our players and i think that's for free food and stuff you know they're not making thousands of dollars but exactly you're you're getting the local you know i i know jersey which i yes i know that's a touchy subject for somebody you know with her going to be transferring but like i still see experience fayetteville ads with her Mm -hmm. in it um but it's just one of those things that it's not stuff that amounts to a whole lot when it comes actually down to dollars well and then you're Um, you're you're banking on like Wright's Barbecue, who's done a really mm-hmm. exceptional good job. They give all the offensive line. And that, that's the thing. These businesses who we look at, like Wright's Barbecue, Sassy's, they're big-time donors when it comes to the catfish hole. All these people mm-hmm. are big-time donors when it comes to throwing on these radio shows and coaches' shows. and and But there's almost only so much they can do. Like They're basically like, hey, look, we'll give you a gift card to – come eat for free you know what i'm saying it, it but it's like when do they even be like look we're trying to help these guys out do our part to help out locally because we're a local business when do they start be like what am i getting in return mm-hmm. we're feeding these guys and and i'm just going to throw it out there i'm talking about you know rights barbecue with offensive line kind of deal when is it going to start you know getting in the fact of that they're not getting the return. Um, bring yeah, up that it, quote right uh, quick. Sorry. Yeah. Now, I've just seen a lot, like, people ask the questions of the bigger corporations that, you know, Arkansas, from Arkansas, Arkansas-based, whatever the case may be. But, you know, we look at, because this even comes not just to NIL, but let's say stadium naming rights. Um, yeah. You know, places like J.B. Hunt and Tyson are reporting losses. So I look at those as probably not going to be a very viable option. Yeah. You know, we see Walmart's name thrown out there a lot. Their heirs are in Colorado. That's why they bought the Denver Broncos. But their name's seeing, on the stadium. Like, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. But, you know, they he bought the Denver Broncos and the Colorado Buffaloes are getting money. Uh, because that's where, you know, the spouses and some of them live mm-hmm. and are from. So it's one of those that you have to find somewhere else. Because, I mean, there's other you know, corporations from the state in the state that I, I, I just don't know why they're not going, but I, I'm not, it's easier to spend other people's money. I get that. It's just, you know, it's tough. It, it would be a totally different story if this t- was a winning program. 
I mean, seriously, let, let, let's just look at everybody talks about Walmart. Walmart. Mm-hmm. It's on every corner of Razorback Stadium. Bud Walton Arena is named after a Walton because he couldn't get a seat inside of Barnhill. He was sitting in Frank Burles' table, and they had to go to him to fit the bill for Bud Walton Arena. I mean, they do give, but again, they're putting they're they're not this mom and pop shop. They're the second largest retailer in the world or business in America behind Amazon. You know, they're give they're putting money into NFL teams, hockey teams, team, you know, where they're getting, like we said earlier, return of interest. You know, I wonder how much revenue the Waltons are getting off the Chargers. I think they got the hand, hand in the Chargers too, correct? Uh, Is it, I, I know it's might. I know it's the the Avalanche, the some of the Colorado teams, but I want to say that they have a hand in the Chargers. I might be wrong, but what I'm getting at is if you own or part ownership in an NFL team or a professional team, you're getting money back on. It. You could be look at freaking Michael Jordan and the Hornets, one of the worst pro franchises out there, and he made billions of dollars off of it. Well, and one thing I would look at is, like, I know there was at first, I think, a lot of iffy questions when it came to pro teams, um, NIL, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, like the Chicago White Sox have an NIL f- program that I think they have eight to ten players um, that get, like, a Chicago White Sox fund every every season. And, you know, I look at, hey, as much as Jerry Jones loves Arkansas, yeah. why isn't there one of those from the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. If, the Chicago, if the White Sox are getting away, I mean, why, why is something is – it, I mean, I don't know if it's, he'd have to do more than just Arkansas or what, but I feel like something should be there. And I don't know what kind of money he contributes behind the scenes. Obviously, it's probably a lot. Well, you know, but, he, you know he's, he, he's doing a lot. And look at the, the f- training facility at, at the football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's – the Jerry Jones complex. I mean, there, and that's when we got into, look, college football, the NCAA is a business. You know, they're going to allow this NIL stuff, but look, they have more power than you can even imagine. And if you think for a second that these colleges and universities are going to let more NIL money go to these players and it take away from what they're getting for the stadium naming rights or, or whatever goes in these universities, they'll find ways. They'll find tax breaks. They'll find any way possible to still get the money from these corporations and then still get money to the, the college players. It's just, But I, I don't think NIL is ruining college sports because, hear me out, the kids are – I mean, if you're a player and somebody approached you and gave you a million dollars, are you going to say no? I mean, they still got to go out and play. I mean, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed in the grand scheme of college athletics. There, there's not been – let's say there's not been that team that has just formed like the Golden State Warriors – and come out in NIL money, and then they just start blowing everybody out of the water. We ain't seen that yet. That's well, and when, we look at the top NIL like valuations, even that we see time and time again. Let's look at who some of those are. You've got Deion Sanders' son. You have Arch Manning. You have Bronny James. 
like you have all these high big name former athletes current athletes that yeah their child is going to get a lot of retire i mean somebody investing in that player that can do through nil it's going to work both ways when your dad's Deion sanders when your dad's uh lebron james mm-hmm. whoever it may be so it's one of those that that's kind of i mean because i think Shadir sanders is like four point something million and arch manning who is the backup at texas you know, is right is at number two at like two point something million, and he's a backup quarterback, mm-hmm. and and you've seen what Colorado did. So again, mm-hmm. it's not ruining, it's not ruining college football because if, like I said, if you start getting four or five players, and say you have eight to ten guys coming to Colorado and they're each getting a million, and then they start going on a, a, a 20, 30 game winning streak, or they just start just blowing everybody off. If it's basically you're basically taking an all star college football team or an all star college basketball team, giving them all this NIO money, and then they just start running through everybody. It's it's almost like the IMG academies or the Duncanvilles, mm-hmm. you know, in high school these these prep schools that are just blowing through everybody in in the public school setting where. That's when I would say, okay, it's becoming a problem. But until yeah. then, I mean, it's it's the you're not. I'm not seeing anything different, other than the fact that how much money they're giving these kids. I mean, I'll bring up Angel Reese again. I mean, they gave her all this money, and then all of a sudden she's not on the court. Well, that's a, their problem. That's mm-hmm. not a national. It's not becoming national. Uh, Caitlin Clark got the deal with a um, State Farm, but that's not becoming a problem until she shoves somebody. But you know <laughs> exactly. But it's yeah. still yet. Yeah, it's like until I see a widespread deal, it's always going to be college kids are going to be college kids, and and that's all I say on the NIL deal. But they still should be able to get paid for their name, image, and likeness, and how much they agree on. That's up to the people willing to give them the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, if if they were to give Sam Pittman a seven million a year a year deal to be the head coach of the Razorbacks, and everybody's saying he don't earn that, but is he to turn that down because the, under your check in the U of A is supposed to give it to him? Are these buyouts? I don't think any of these college coaches deserve a buyout. Look at Jimbo. Mm. You know, look how much money he made on. But they put it in the contract, and they agreed that they would give him the X amount of dollars. So, look, we want to say NIL is a problem, but coaching buyouts are just as big as a problem as NIL. Hundred percent. So, but um, unless you got anything else, man, we'll wrap it up. That was that was a fast hour. <laughs> yeah, it was but a lot more to talk about. Hey, we might carry on the conversation. Big game coming up: Arkansas Duke. Um, the volleyball team earned a three seed. They will be hosting in the NCAA tournament in the first and second rounds. We will talk more about that on Wednesday on our weekly women's sports report. Uh, just a lot of good things have been happening over the course of their season. Um, and amongst other things. But for Adam Hall, I'm Porter Hayes. Again, we're brought to you by Bet Online and Arkansas Brewing Company. We'll catch you on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.